Welcome to the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. I recently got a question from Mr. W, which I think is a very good question. Here it is. He asks, what do you think about specializing quote-unquote twice, meaning focusing on a platform horizontally and a business domain vertically at the same time? He, he continues, that's what I'm doing at the moment. I first of all specialize on blockchain development. That's the platform. This is a new field for me. With this platform specialization, I want to approach certain business domains, starting with logistics companies and see if I can get a foot in the door. The advantage is that I have now something to offer. The problem is I'm doing two steps at the same time. Maybe blockchain specialization is already sufficient, but as this subject is so incredibly hyped, I feel I need to narrow down further already. What do you think? So that's the question for Mr. W. And here's my thinking on that. Multi-dimension, I, I call this multi-dimensional specialization. So just briefly, in case this is um, so, you know, something that's new to you, here are the, some of the terms we're dealing with. A vertical specialization is essentially when you focus in serving a certain type of business. A horizontal specialization is when you focus on solving either an evergreen-ish business problem or a technology platform. So multidimensional specialization is when you're focused in both a vertical fashion and a horizontal fashion at the same time. And this is relatively common. Now, to an extent, it depends on how you think about that horizontal aspect. So again, a multidimensional specialization is going to combine a vertical specialization, a focus on a particular market or a type of company with a horizontal specialization. And to a certain extent, we, we all have to do that to even be credible in any way. So even if you're thinking of how you specialize as only vertically focused, you still have what uh, Blair Enns would call a discipline. What I would call just because I favor uh, just the most sort of caveman, simple language I can for talking about this stuff. I would call it the thing you do. So when you have a, um, e even when you're, when you think, okay, I'm going to specialize somehow. And you say, I have to make that decision of how to specialize. I choose to focus on um, additive manufacturers or um, small, um, you know, boutique uh, cosmetic dentists, whatever it is, when you make that choice, you're thinking, okay, I'm focusing vertically, but there is a horizontal element to your, your specialization because you still have the thing you do. And that is something you could do for anybody. And in fact, as a generalist, you probably were doing it for anybody that with a pulse and a checkbook. And that thing you do doesn't go away, and it doesn't become completely general purpose. So when you focus vertically, you don't change the thing you do. You don't narrow the scope of that. So if you're thinking of yourself as a full-stack web developer, and you're going to focus on being a full-stack web developer for some particular type of company, then you have focused vertically and you have not changed this horizontal element of what you do, but there's still some focus there. It's not like you're a full-stack web developer and a salesperson and a CFO for hire and 
a process optimization specialist slash business consultant and a social media consultant. You're not all those things. You're still just a full stack developer, which means there is some focus. There is some constraint that looks like a horizontal focus. So really every specialization, if you look at it in this sort of (laughs) technical way that I'm looking at it, is a multidimensional specialization. But really what I think what Mr. W is asking here is if you're starting with a horizontal specialization and you're thinking of, okay, I am a blockchain developer. I help people optimize the performance of large-scale content-heavy websites. I help businesses compete more effectively with Amazon. Like those are all specializations that are quite horizontal in nature. They could be relevant to companies in a large variety of, you know, very diverse verticals. If that's how you're specializing and if you're starting thinking about your focus in a horizontal fashion, again, that's where I think Mr. W's question is is really getting at is, can you add a vertical focus to that? And I want to say, Yes, you can, and there's a lot of cases where you probably should. Now, I want you to bear in mind that most of what I say on this podcast is meant for people who are currently some kind of generalist and are considering specializing and wondering about how to do that. So if you're some kind of generalist and you think of your the value that you create for your clients, you think of your skill set in a purely horizontal fashion, then that's probably what you're going to think about as you specialize, as being your head start for specializing. So if you have a ton of experience with, let's say, um, uh, DevOps, let's just pick that as an example. So DevOps is, you know, this this intersection between uh, operations and development. And if that's where you feel like you have the most value to contribute to your clients, then when you start thinking about specializing, you are probably going to be thinking in those terms and thinking, I am so good at DevOps that that is clearly how I should specialize. And over time, as projects that are outside of that scope start showing up, I'll probably decline them or refer them away so that I can spend more time increasing the amount of DevOps expertise I have to offer which therefore should increase the amount of value that I have to contribute to my client's business and therefore should make it easier for me to um, ask for a very, you know, premium expensive rate. And that's all basically true. But if that's how you're approaching this question of specializing is from a horizontal perspective, which, by the way, is only a good decision for maybe 20%, of people who are currently generalists. I suspect it's even fewer. But let's say that that's what you're determined you want to do. Then as you do that, you now have to solve this other part of the equation, which is how are you going to get leads? How are you going to get prospective clients to seek you out and come to you because of your expertise in this horizontal area? You have to solve that question at some point. And when you try to solve the lead generation question for someone who has a horizontal focus, you become reliant on referrals 
or developing a, a world-class reputation or producing really compelling content marketing. Those tend to be the three ways that are able to, to be effective if you have a horizontal focus. One of the things you can do, I would not call this cheating or, or anything. This just to me, to me just seems the smart way to approach it. Even if you have a horizontal focus, you may choose to temporarily add a vertical constraint to your positioning to constrain your marketing efforts to a single vertical and bootstrap lead generation by making it possible to do outbound marketing. So let's we'll stick with the DevOps example, then I want to circle back to Mr. W's uh, example of blockchain development. But just sticking with the blockchain, or sorry, the uh, DevOps example, let's say that you really do have significant expertise in DevOps. It's, you know, there's a significant delta between whatever your expertise is and those of prospective clients who feel like they need help with DevOps. So that delta creates value for them. And if the focus that you have, or if the expertise that you have is horizontal in nature, then potentially any type of company could be a good client for you. Of course, they have to have the budget, they have to have the need for what you do, but assuming those are in place, any company from any vertical could need what you do. An education startup could need help with DevOps. A big, giant uh, oil company <laughs> you know, could need help with uh, DevOps. There's just no limit there. And that makes it in incredibly difficult to do lead generation because you just are like, well, I guess anybody could be a client for me. Um, and then so you sort of find yourself when you're talking with your colleagues saying, uh, do, you, you know, do you know anybody who needs DevOps help? And sometimes that works and often it doesn't. But if you can add a vertical focus and say, I have a theory that, um, let's see, what might your theory look like? You know, I have a theory that um, software companies who are very slow to release software are feeling pressure from these sort of upstart competitors who are smaller and more nimble and more agile and more fast-moving. And so I suspect they're, these old, you know, kind of software companies are going to be really receptive to this idea of how DevOps can kind of revolutionize their software release and make it fast, it possible for them to release software more rapidly. So that's the vertical I'm going to go after. That's the vertical I'm going to go after, and I'm going to constrain all my business development efforts to just that vertical. But you're doing that as a temporary measure. It may last for a year, two years, three years. And what you're trying to do is solve a smaller problem. <laughs> okay, so if the problem of doing business development across any possible vertical is too big, then well, you just reduce the size of the problem. You break it down into a smaller problem. And, you know, surprise, surprise, especially if you're a smaller company, <laughs> that makes solving the problem easier when, in the, when the problem itself becomes smaller. So that's what you're doing is you're saying, I'm just going to uh, try to bootstrap lead generation. And I still think of myself as a DevOps, you know, expert who could work with any company. And in fact, if I get approached by companies outside of my temporary vertical focus, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say yes if, if the opportunity looks good in, in all the other ways it needs to look good. But in terms of what I do uh, proactively to develop business, that's what's going to be focused 
on a particular vertical. And so, you know, this idea of, you know, uh, Mr. W sort of used some language that was more negative than I would use. And he is being sensitive to this idea that you should not bite off more than you can chew when it comes to specializing. And he, he describes it as doing two steps at the same time. While that's true, there's actually a lot of benefit to doing that. So back to Mr. W's example of blockchain. Here is how you think about that. If, if you want to pursue this multidimensional approach and you want to say, well, what, I'm, what you're trying to do is develop this horizontal expertise, but for a few years, you know, temporarily, you're going to constrain your, your business development and marketing efforts to a particular vertical. How do you pick that vertical? That's, I suppose, the next question. Here's how I think about that. I use this analogy that, I, to be honest, is not that great. But, you know, if I wanted to, let's say that I speak uh, Creole, which is, you know, this sort of hybrid of uh, French and I don't know what else, actually. But, and I wanted to be in a place where I could just kind of bump into people who also speak Creole so that I could, you know, enjoy speaking Creole and practice it and get better at it. There's not that many places in the United States of America that would make sense for me to move. If that was like my main goal in life <laughs> was to speak more Creole, there's not that many places I should move. Uh, but there is one place, which is southern Louisiana. That would be a pretty good place to move if I wanted to bump into people who also speak Creole and have opportunities to practice it with other Creole-speaking people. That's how it works when you're thinking about your horizontal expertise and finding a, you know, at least one market vertical to focus on is you think, okay, where does this expertise pr uh, provide outsized value? Where is it likely, where am I likely to find clients who need this expertise? So if we think about something like blockchain, I think Mr. W is, is sort of onto one of, one of the verticals where blockchain is likely to have outsized value. He mentioned logistics companies and that and, and generally the finance vertical are two where I would say you're likely to find clients who are, A, more ready to capture the value that blockchain represents, the potential value that blockchain represents, and B, um, already sort of educated about the, the impact that it may have and the value that it may have for them. So they're in a better place to actually, they're in a better place for you to move the needle for them. And their, their head is in a better place to understand the value. There are certainly probably another half dozen verticals that I'm not thinking of where blockchain has this kind of potential. But that's how you think about choosing the vertical constraint to add to your horizontal focus is you say, who's ready for this? Who is like, maybe ready to write a check tomorrow to get started on this. In other words, where is the market awareness matching up in a, in a helpful way with the opportunity that my expertise provides? So that's the first thing you're looking for is market awareness. And then the second is actual, you know, the value of applying blockchain expertise to some business problem that's in that vertical. So, 
I guess I could have reduced this down to a much shorter answer. Yes, it's this is not a bad thing, Mr. W. This is you are um, sort of specializing twice, or you're doing what I call a multi-dimensional specialization. And I think it absolutely makes sense because it's going to help you bootstrap your lead generation. The last thing I want to add, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. But the last thing I want to add is that. If your horizontal specialization is linked to a what I call a tech platform, which is really a couple things, it's a platform like Salesforce or AWS. Those are platforms. Those are, you know things ride on top of those and hook into them, or a specific language, or a functional area like front end or back end development. If that's how you define your expertise right now. Then you have a platform focus, which is, um, I'm going to be honest, is, is often problematic. That's the one where I feel I steer most people away from that because it has a lot of inherent risk. But let's that's a, separate, a subject for a separate conversation. So if that's how you focus, you're focused on a platform, then as the platform becomes more mature, you will almost always have to have some kind of secondary focus, which may not be a a vertical focus. It'll just be a more specific facet of that platform. I'll give you an example. Just recently, I've looked at some websites for two different um, uh, dev shops, and they're both focused on Ruby on Rails. So that's, I mean, we can think of that as a framework or a language or a platform, but the best way to think of it as The best way to think of it is as mature tech. It's a mature technology that is uh, very widespread. I mean, even you might even use the word ubiquitous to describe it. You know, it's all over the place. And it's mature. It's not, you know, it's still evolving. Mature doesn't mean static or dead. It just means that it's reached this point where the evolution has kind of slowed down and other Things that I would consider mature would be .NET, Java, um, you know, the Oracle database system. Those are all mature platforms. And as a platform becomes mature, what also happens is that an ecosystem of support in terms of services providers grows up around that platform. And that ecosystem of support in terms of services looks very homogenous. It looks very undifferentiated. All those providers look kind of the same. They all say, you know, we're, we really have a ton of expertise on, uh, you know, whatever the platform is. Let's pick on Salesforce. We've got a ton of expertise on Salesforce. We're just, you know, we've got a, a deep bench. We've got lots of people. We're going to manage your project really well. You know, we have a process and um, expertise and discipline and credibility and stability. And they all start saying those things. And I'm not saying they're not true, but, you know, it starts to look very homogenous. That ecosystem of support around the platform starts to look very homogenous. One of the core challenges in connecting with and building trust with prospective clients is giving them a reason to pay attention to you earning their attention. And one of the levers that does that is differentiation. So 
if you can say, yeah, yeah, there's a ton of options out there, but we do this one thing better than any, anybody else as far as we know, that can be potentially a compelling differentiator if that one thing matches up with an unmet need in your client. And so that is, if you are focused on a platform and it's a mature platform, that becomes the differentiation opportunity. So like I mentioned, I've come across two dev shops recently. Uh, it's not, not the first time I've seen them, but I've just reminded of this recently. They both focus on Ruby on Rails. That's a platform. It's got a, a fairly large ecosystem of services support, and that ecosystem of services support is fairly homogenous. Got a lot of people saying, yeah, I'm a Rails developer. What do you need? And and that's you know that's their value proposition, and that's not a very strongly differentiated value proposition at all. In fact, I would say it's a completely completely undifferentiated value proposition. So, these two examples I'm thinking of have a an additional focus, and it's not a vertical focus, but it's an it's a facet or an aspect of that platform. So one is on Rails performance. I'll link to them. Uh, Speed Shop is the company's name. And then another is a guy I've interviewed before, um, or actually he did a presentation on a dev shop marketing briefing, Frank Rietta, and his business is uh, Rails Security. So that's the last thing I wanted to add in my answer to you, Mr. W, is that as platforms become more mature, it's almost mandatory that you add a secondary focus, which again is not I mean, it could be vertically defined. You could say, well, I do Ruby on Rails development for a particular market vertical. But it's it's almost more natural if for five or ten years you've defined your expertise as uh, platform expertise like Rails developer, iOS Objective-C developer. As the platform matures, you're going to want to look for an opportunity to add a specific focus on top of that, which might be security or performance or, um, you know, some new capability that the platform offers, like, I don't know, uh, you know, Salesforce integration with marketing automation or iOS uh, apps that incorporate machine learning and computer vision and augmented reality and virtual reality. Or, you know, I'm just now I feel like I'm just throwing in buzzwords, (laughs) but hopefully you get the picture that as the platform becomes mature, you have to add in that secondary type of focus on a specific facet of the platform. That seemed relevant to mention because it's related to this idea of multidimensional specialization, but it looks a little different than having a horizontal and a vertical focus. So, Mr. W, I hope this was helpful. If you have a question for the folks at home, uh, if you have a question, please Ah, shoot, before I recorded, hit record, I didn't have this uh, up. So give me just a second here. Your ever sloppy host uh, wants to look up. (laughs) I have the CPP answer hotline, the Consulting Pipeline Podcast answer hotline. You just dial 707-204-0717 and speak your question. I'll play it on air and answer it. And you can also just email me at (laughs) philip at philipmorganconsulting.com. That's fine, too. I'll do my best to answer any questions you have. Bye for now.